0: Hello, my friends, and welcome back to The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be episode 90. We are now in the fifth Sunday of Lent. We're in the fifth week of Lent, and this is going to be episode 89, and we're going to do the readings for Sunday, the fifth week of Lent. So, please subscribe and share if you like what I do, and it would be a great help to this podcast. So... Join me in the prayer of the act of contrition in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray with me to the Lord our God, May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. eleison. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy. Christ have mercy. Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Okay. And, uh... Holy Mary, Mother of God, Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. St. Joseph, Guardian of the Holy Church, Guardian of Families and Terror of Demons, pray for us. St. Peter, the Apostle, pray for us. St. Paul, the Apostle, pray for us. St. John, the Apostle, pray for us. St. Mary Magdalene, pray for us. St. Athanasius, pray for us. St. Ambrose, pray for us. St. Augustine, pray for us. St. Jerome, pray for us. St. Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. And St. Thomas More, pray for us. St. John Fisher, pray for us. And St. Francis of Assisi, pray for us. And St. Michael the Archangel, defend us from evil and pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. All right. I think I covered it there. All right. I still haven't written all down. Okay. So let's look into what the entrance antiphon for this Sunday is going to be. Okay. It's usually at the beginning of the three week cycle. Here it is. Psalm 43. Give me justice, O God, and plead my cause against a nation that that is faithless from the deceitful and cunning. Rescue me. For you, O God, are my strength. Okay, give me justice, O God, and plead my cause against a nation that is faithless from the deceitful and cunning rescue me. For you, O God, are my strength. Well, that sure pretty much says what our situation is in our modern culture, right? All right, so let's move on. And lo and behold, we have Jeremiah again. (laughs) This is... Uh, the reading for year B, I hate that year B, so uh, very artificial, uh, 2021. So let's begin. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 31, verse 31 to 34. I will make a new covenant and remember their sin no more. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. The days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah it will not be like the covenant I made with their fathers the day I took them by the hand to lead them forth from the land of Egypt for they broke my covenant and I had to show myself their master says the Lord but this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days says the Lord I will place my law within them and write it upon their hearts I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer will they have need to teach their friends and relatives how to know the Lord. All from the least to the greatest shall know know me, says the Lord, for I will forgive their evil doing and remember their sin no more. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. One more time, a reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 31, verse 31 to 34. The days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with their fathers the day I took them by the hand and led them forth from the, from the land of Egypt. For they broke my covenant and I had to show myself their master, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will place my law within them and write it upon their hearts. I will be their God and they shall be my people. No longer will they have need to teach their friends and relatives how to know the Lord. All from the least to the greatest shall know me, says the Lord. For I will forgive their evil doing and remember their sin no more. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay. Psalm 51. Again, the penitent Psalm. Psalm 51. And the response is, Create a a clean heart in me, O God. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Have mercy on me, O God, in your goodness. In the greatness of your compassion, wipe out my offense. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt. And of my sin, cleanse me. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Create a clean heart in me, O God. A clean heart create for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renew within me. Cast me not out from your presence, and your Holy Spirit take not from me. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Give me back the joy of your salvation and a willing spirit sustain in me. I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall return to you. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Create a clean heart in me, O God. One more time. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Have mercy on me, O God. In your goodness, in the greatness of your compassion, wipe out my offense. Thoroughly wash me from my guilt, and of my sin cleanse me. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Create a clean heart in me, O God. A clean heart create for me, O God, and a steadfast spirit renew within me. Cast me not out from your presence, and your Holy Spirit take not from me. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Give me back the joy of your salvation, and a willing spirit sustain in me. I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall return to you. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Create a clean heart in me, O God. It's a beautiful psalm. Psalm 51, usually in the Liturgy of the Hours, is prayed every Friday. But it's also a good psalm to learn how to memorize or make part of your penance, your act of penance. The priest can tell you to say the necessary Hail Marys and Our Fathers, but also it's good to have a pocket New Testament with Psalms and read this afterward or before, before you go to confession. You could read this before. It's it's a, a beautiful thing. I mean... It makes your your confession more sincere. It will help you also to overcome the fear of going to confession. And and I think it's important because you go to confession because you love God. You go to confession because you want you wanna be right. You want to be at the right state of grace to receive the Eucharist. And you want also to be able to to be honest and confess your sins without fear or shame. You want God's, you want to be sincere. You want to be penitent. You want to be sorrowful, contrite for your sins. This will help. It would help greatly. All right, let's move on to the second reading. Okay, second reading. It's a um, from the from the letter to the Hebrews. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 5, verse 7. To nine, Christ learned obedience and became the source of eternal salvation. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. In the days when Christ Jesus was in the flesh, he offered prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Son, though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered and when he was made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. One more time. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 5, verse 7 to 9. In the days when Christ Jesus was in the flesh, he offered prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the, to the one who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And when he was made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. Okay, one more time. It's a very short one. It's a very short uh, second reading. In the days when Christ Jesus was in the flesh, he offered prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And when he was made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. Word of the Lord, thanks be to God all right the got the verse before the gospel is from John chapter twelve, verse twenty six Whoever serves me must follow me, says the Lord. Where I am there also will my servant be. Whoever serves me must follow me, says the Lord, and where I am there also will my servant my servant be John chapter twelve verse twenty six and our reading is from John from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 12, verse uh, verse 20 to 33. If a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it produces much fruit. Okay, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John, chapter 12, verse 20 to 33. Some Greeks who had come to worship at the Passover feast came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Amen, amen, I say to you. Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. Whoever loves his life, whoever loves his life, loses it. And whoever hates his life in this world will preserve it for for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, there also will my servant be. The Father will honor whoever whoever serves me. I am troubled now, yet what should I say? Father, save me from this hour. But it was for this purpose that I came to to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it, glorify it again. The, clou- the crowd there heard it and said it was thunder. But others said, An angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, This voice did not come from for my sake, but for yours. Now is the time of judgment on this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. He said this indicating the kind of death he would die. The gospel of the Lord prays to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, one more time. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John, chapter 12, verse 20 to 33. Some Greeks who had come to worship at the Passover feast came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Amen, amen, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies. It remains just a grain of wheat, but if it dies, it produces much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will preserve it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there also will my servant be. The Father will honor whoever serves me. I am troubled now, yet what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? But it was for this purpose that i came to this hour father glorify your name then a voice came from heaven i have glorified it and will glorify it again the crowd there heard it and said it was thunder but others said an angel has spoken to him jesus answered and said this voice did not come for my sake but for yours now is the time of judgment on this world now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. He said this indicating the kind of death he would die. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. As I said before, the lectionary, the missal, really knits together the the scripture passages beautifully. Now, Jeremiah, if we read it, is, is speaking of a new covenant that God is going to make a new covenant. The days are coming says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, it will not be like the covenant I made with their fathers. The day I took them by the hand to lead them from, lead them forth from the land of Egypt. For they broke my covenant, and I had to show myself their master, says the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will place my law within them and write it upon their hearts. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer will they have need to teach their friends and relatives how to know the Lord all from the least to the greatest shall know me, says the, says the Lord. For I will forgive their evil doing and remember their sins no more. Now, this is quoted in Hebrews, but the passage we're reading is showing that Jesus himself is the initiator and the one who fulfills this promise. But this passage you can read is in um, Hebrews chapter 8, uh, verse 8. Uh, For the author, which I believe is St. Paul, writes, For he finds fault with them when he says, The day will come, says the Lord, when I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, for they did not continue in my covenant, and so I paid no heed to them, says the Lord. This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After, the, after those days, says the Lord, I will put my law into their minds and write them on their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach everyone, everyone his, his fellow or everyone his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know, shall know me from the least of them to the greatest for I will be merciful to, toward their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more in speaking of a new covenant he treats the first as absolute and what he and what is becoming absolute and growing old is ready to vanish away see it's very similar but this is more from the probably the subdued version of uh, Jeremiah but the point is it's knit together this is of course from um he, uh, from the letter to the hebrews and the hebrew author is is making the connection he's showing that there was always god's plan to make a new covenant and as we can see in, in jeremiah yes it's always god's plan to make a new covenant and then we see this because that's that is god's plan in jesus christ to give it to give us a new covenant You know, here, I mean, he's quoting, um, here we we, we get Hebrews chapter 7. And in Hebrews chapter 7, he's talking about Jesus as the new Melchizedek. Jesus himself had to suffer for the new covenant to rectify everything that happened in the past. He had to suffer. And in those days, when Christ Jesus was in the flesh, this is Before Hebrews chapter eight, we're going to hear, we're going to hear that passage later on in the week. We're going to hear that passage later on, most definitely. In the days when Christ Jesus was in the flesh, he offered prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Son, though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And when he was made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. Okay, they didn't have to, with Jesus, we don't have to keep the rituals anymore. We don't have to keep the sacrifices, the burnt offerings, the purification offerings, the the diet sacrifices, uh, the food sacri- uh, uh, rituals, uh, how to eat. Uh, you know, what to eat, what not to eat, all those things are no more. We don't have to do that anymore. And, and we see that. I mean, then we, you know, right between, uh, the first reading and the second reading, we get Psalm 51. Again, a penitent Psalm, the Psalm of the heart. You know, create a clean heart in me, O God. Have have mercy on me, O God. In your goodness, in in the greatness of your compassion, wipe out my offense, thoroughly wash me from my guilt, and of my sin cleanse me. If we, when we go to confession, as I said, we should do this before. Everyone should read this before you go to confession. I personally believe it's a perfect psalm to read as preparation for confession, and. And you know that you're making this confession perfect in Jesus Christ, and then of course you get, you know, the the gospel reading. The gospel reading. Uh, we now we get John chapter twelve, where you see these um, Hellenistic Jews. Okay, it says Greeks, but they're Hellenistic Jews who came for uh, for the Passover feast, and they're amazed by words that Jesus is saying. Uh, I personally think that they're they're amazed and they're fascinated, is because their version of the Old Testament, um, which is in Greek, the subduigent. Uh, I'm sure they read Hebrew, but they their version of it uh, has more extensive writings, um, and the connection is almost fantastic. I think they see they see something. They hear and they see. This is fascinating. This is unbelievable what this man is saying. It, match, it, it matches some of the the writings that we heard about the Messiah in, in our Greek version of the Old Testament. And they want to speak to him. And when Jesus says a grain of wheat, he means that he himself has to die. When he says, if he doesn't die, he just remains a grain of wheat. He means he has to die. He has to go through his passion in order to produce the kingdom of God. In order to bring about the kingdom of God. To fulfill all the prophecies. And Jesus knows it himself. That's why he says that he says that the Son of Man. It, you know it, uh, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I say to you unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies. It remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies it produces much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it. And whoever hates his life in this world will preserve it for him for eternal life whoever serves me must follow me and where i am there also will my servant be again whoever those who will obey him it says here he becomes the source of eternal salvation this is in the letter to the hebrews for all who obey him okay and it goes on to say perfectly No longer will they have need to teach their friends and relatives how to know the the Lord. All from the least to the greatest shall know me, says the Lord. For I will forgive their evil doing and remember their sin no more. You see, everything has to be fulfilled in Jesus Christ. All will be fulfilled in him and all will know how to confess their sins. That's another thing. They didn't know how to confess their sins in the Old Testament. I mean, they did it. You know, they had the Psalms. They had all of it. But sometimes they just did not have the graces and the sincerity. Because, you know, even now, there are people who, when when you are very much in love with your sins, I think the graces in the covenant, the covenant in the new covenant is different. And people... I think the problem is they're more stubborn. I think people now have to be more aware, You, especially Catholics, Catholics who go into politics, Catholics who, let's say, you see people like Nancy Pelosi. You see people like the governor of, of New York. You see these politicians like John Kerry and all the others. Um, they, I think it's more severe for them now. Because you have to admit what you love, you have to admit it. In, in the past, it all had to do with paganism. There's still paganism now, but it's paganism, paganism now in a different way: paganism in power, paganism in sex, paganism in in politics, paganism in in celebrityism, paganism in pornography. Far different, far more different. Because the real the real heart of it. Behind the idols of the Old Testament it, the idols of the Old Testament were shadows of power and lust. Okay, power and lust. This is the real heart of paganism. What we see now is is the real heart of it. Okay, all the, like say, all the lustful gods, all the lustful evil uh gods like say uh aphrodite is really all about sex and power all the other gods like the you see like the bull all represent power and money and politics okay politics power to rule like Nimrod, who established Babel and the Tower of Babel, it's all about the power to rule, the power to conquer the world. That's that's basically it. That's what Alexander the Great. That's what Pharaoh, of the old all the pharaohs, all the Caesars, uh, Nebuchadnezzar. It's all about the power to rule the world and become your own god. All right. So, and I think you know it's more clear now. It's not just statues it's not just those 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 things are gone now people people now want what's the heart of what the heart and meaning of the statues what the heart and meaning of the pagan idols and its power sex money um uh, uh, to rule the world to to become master of your own destiny and master over other people's destiny that's what's all about now and i think people are fooling themselves when they don't really admit these things all right um uh, We'll end it here and we'll go to our prayers, okay? Okay, the profession of faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages. God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made And look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And now we'll say the Our Father, Hail Mary, and St. Michael prayer. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now the hour of our death. Amen. Saint Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan, and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Well, God bless everyone. Uh, we're moving along. We're slowly moving along, and uh, soon we're going to be reaching Holy Week. Uh, the week that changed the whole world, and the week that should continue to change our lives daily. And um, one thing, one thing I have to say that look, reading the missal, and um, we really are, in a sense, keeping a close a close relationship with Christ, and we're getting closer to Him as He gets closer to us, and He loves us, and we grow to love Him even more. So God bless, and I'll be back soon with Monday's readings. Okay, God bless.